All right, joining me now is CNN senior political analyst and senior editor of The Atlantic, Ron Brownstein, and national investigative journalist for Politico, Heidi Presbola. Good to see you both. Happy New Year, guys. Uh, let's start morning, with the Iowa year. caucuses. Good morning. Iowa caucuses fast approaching now. Uh, good time, January 1st, to look at the calendar. When you look at the political calendar, guys, it is packed, jam-packed. Take a look. We can show it for you there. Follow closely after the Iowa caucuses by the New Hampshire primaries. And it's all happening at the same time that Trump is facing deadlines, closing arguments in several of Trump's cases. So, Ron, let me start with you. I mean, is this the point when voters start uh, really paying closer attention to all of these events? Uh, what are you watching in January? Well, I think in January we're going to see <clears throat> who, whether Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis, can clearly eclipse the other to emerge as the principal challenger uh, to Donald Trump. You have DeSantis, who is betting heavily on Iowa, Haley, who is, you know, putting her chips on New Hampshire. Trump is way ahead of them in both. Uh, the question is, after those first two contests, is one clearly seen as the principal alternative uh, to the front runner? I think the odds are favor that Haley will do better in New Hampshire than DeSantis does in Iowa, and then uh, she will be she will be seen kind of in that, you know, in that in that number two position. And it is uh, Rahel setting up South Carolina as it almost always has been in Republican primaries as the state in February that will tell us whether or not we have a serious race. Yeah, and Heidi, do you share that assessment that um, either of these two candidates, whether it's DeSantis or Haley, really have to show a strong showing in the next two contests or by South Carolina, this, this, this might be over? Yeah, we've been talking about this as if it's a real race, but so far we haven't seen evidence that there is anyone who's going to be able to steal this mantle from Trump. And we're going to see whether that happens, like Ron said, in Iowa for DeSantis and in New Hampshire for Nikki Haley. Now, we have seen her gain some traction, but like Ron said, it's going to have to come down to South Carolina. And that is only if she shows that she's able to push aside mm -hmm. some of these other editors in New Hampshire, and she had a major stumble the other day, allowing Chris Christie uh, potentially to stay strong in the running there in New Hampshire. Mm. Ron, let's turn to the Senate races. What, what, what states are you watching most closely, and what states do you think might really become um, sort of the, the, the tipping point here? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, the big trend in the Senate is that it has become almost impossible for either side to win Senate seats in states that vote the other way, typically for president. In the last two presidential elections, we've had a grand total of one senator win a Senate seat that voted for the other side uh, for president combined in 2020 and 2016. Uh, so the key, obviously, in 2024 is that Democrats have to break that trend in order to get back to 50 Senate seats. They have three state. They have three Senate seats in states that voted uh, for Trump in 2020. One of them, West Virginia, is probably gone. Uh, almost certainly gone. Uh, the second one in Ohio uh, is critical, but you can see a pathway to victory for Sherrod Brown in the Democrat Sherrod Brown in the results of these two abortion initiatives last year that showed improved Democratic strength in suburban areas around the state. And that to me leaves Montana as the tipping point state. The third state, uh, John Tester, where Democrats hold a Senate seat to in a state that voted for Trump in 2020. I think Brown tester are both going to have to win for Democrats to get back to 50 and then their ability to have the majority would depend on whether they hold the White House. But those are I think those are the two key states above all. And Heidi, I know you share the assessment, especially with Montana. Say more. 
Yeah, with Manchin's decision, West Virginia has pretty much gone. So you're already talking about 50 safe or likely seats for Republicans. Democrats are really on the offense here. They're defending about two thirds of the seats that are up this cycle. To me, the big question here for Democrats is, uh, or for Republicans, is can they keep these problematic candidates like in Montana from winning primaries? Can they keep some of these picks that might be more attractive in a primary, but not in a general election from winning. And there you look at Montana, that's the most unknown because you have a candidate there that the Republicans are really trying to clear the field for, a former U.S. Navy SEAL, Tim Sheehy. But Matt Rosendale, who is one of the Freedom Caucus members, who one of the eight members who voted to oust McCarthy, who's agitating to run. Um, Look, Republicans are doing a, a better job than they did in 2022, trying to nudge out some of these candidates early but rosendale is making clear just recently that that's not about to happen and he may actually run so senator danes who does run the candidates uh, uh arm of the party that uh tries to help candidates get elected is doing a much better job here they're using a pack to try and force rosendale and and send a message to him hey don't get into this race um, but in the end, that that may not happen. And Senator Tester has uh, three times defied the odds that Ron outlined here. Yeah. All right. All eyes on Montana. Uh, Ron Brownstein, Heidi Presbola. Thank you both.